This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. U.S. cents per pound. September soy meal is up 60 cents at $292 per hundredweight. Corn futures were steady this morning. Corn export sales totaled 377,000 tons last week, which was a notable increase from the week prior. Increases in purchases were primarily made by South Korea, Japan, and China. The September contract is unchanged from yesterday's close at 325 per bushel. Wheat futures are stronger today. Last week, wheat export sales totaled just under 368,000 tons, which was down by about 40% from the previous week. One private company has cut their estimate for wheat crops in the UK and EU. The British wheat crop is now expected to total 23 million tons, and the EU wheat crop at 128 million tons. Iraq is sending 13,000 tons of wheat to Lebanon following the explosion that killed 172 people and injured 6,000. Chicago September is up 2.5 cents at 4.94 per bushel. Kansas City September wheat is up one and a half cents at four nineteen, and Minneapolis spring wheat is up four and a half cents at four ninety six per bushel. That's a look at the ice futures and the Chicago markets for Friday morning, August fourteenth. For Markets Farm in Winnipeg, I'm Marlo Glass. There are no such things as small chores on your farm, so you need equipment that works as hard as you do, especially during harvest season. That's where New Holland and Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John come in. During New Holland Harvest Days, get terrific deals on equipment to help you work more productively. Save with 0% financing and cashback offers on select tractors, hay tools, and harvesting equipment. Stop by Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John today for details. But hurry, Harvest Days ends September 30th, 2020. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM. Good morning to you. Coming up in about 10 minutes, we'll be joined by local author Helen Knott. She's going to tell us about the Because You Can Single Parents Writer Prize that she's created. Now the prize money has ballooned thanks to other offers and, of course, about uh, her uh, offer to mentor a few writers as part of the prize. It's wonderful can't wait to talk about it again that's coming up in about 10 minutes to start though the bc government's back to school plan was released a few weeks ago we had stephen petrucci the superintendent of school district 60 on last week to talk about it uh since then they have pushed back the start date for school to september 10th and uh, we wanted to gauge the reaction of local teachers and how they're preparing so now we're joined by michelle weeb the president of the peace river north teachers association good morning michelle welcome to moose talks Good morning. Thanks Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Uh, So I thought we'd start with this. How surprising was the initial uh, announcement to teachers? Obviously, they knew, uh, you guys knew it was going to come at some point that they would announce uh, what the plan was. Was there parts of the plan that were surprising to you initially when it first came out? So in the spring, when the plan, when the stages were uh, set out by the ministry, 
Stage two was to have kindergarten to grade five, five days a week at 100%, and grade mm-hmm. six, seven, five days a week at 100%, and grades eight to 12, two days at 40%. But when the announcement came out on July 29th from uh, the Ministry of Education, they changed, it, everything was changed. And so now we're in stage two, which means that elementary and middle schools, they actually didn't, don't have grades there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's elementary, middle, at um, everybody's at 100%, but they've changed things to cohorts or learning groups. And that was the big change that, um, you know, it caught everybody off guard. I see. Okay. Can you gauge how much more work cohorts will be for teachers that uh, again was unexpected that uh, they weren't maybe planning for in this regard so elementary schools are really set up for cohorts it's mm-hmm. uh we look at ma murray um and ann roberts young and other elementary schools um in the district and really they're to have cohorts and groups is not an issue um, I have to say that it will be more of a challenge for secondary mm-hmm. um, schools across the province, especially large secondary schools uh, in the Lower Mainland and uh, probably in the Okanagan. So that is that's where the big planning will be. Um, I have to say, as a cohort or learning group for elementary, when I was teaching, and I always think about how would this affect me as a teacher when mm-hmm. I was in the classroom? How how do you implement this? And uh, a cohort for elementary, middle is sixty. Uh, people and that includes teachers and EAs within that cohort. So a classroom could actually be a cohort. Or uh, when I taught grade six, and maybe the grade five, six teacher and I could be a cohort as long as we were under, you know, the maximum would be sixty with sixty people. Okay, so would you say then for elementary and secondary school teachers, this is like, okay, well, we've sort of dealt with this before. This is sort of how we run things already. The additional workload will be in, I guess, the sanitizing and and that sort of thing, not necessarily in how the classroom is structured and run. What the challenge is going to be is around, okay, so I think the model for cohorts and learning groups is for contact tracing yeah so it's a health model it's not really an education model even though we do have groupings in elementary schools and uh, i think that is the biggest reason why they threw that in the health the provincial health officer um put that in and uh so what it means is that within that cohort not necessarily do students have to be physically distanced. Mm-hmm. They don't want students touching each other. And uh, if there are other people coming into the class to even visit, such as um, even the principal or the learning assistant teacher or the chair, they would, uh, because they're not part of that cohort, they would have to wear a mask potentially in mm-hmm. order to work with those students. The teacher librarian, all of those uh, interact with students. I see. Okay. Uh, I guess my, my next question would be in regards to, I, I don't know how much contact you've had with uh, teachers because, you know, it is summertime, uh, but people are starting to prepare to come back to school. Uh, what kind of reaction have you heard from uh, your fellow teachers about this, you know, in the North? Because things are a little different here until recently. We hadn't had a case in a while uh, that has changed in the last uh, week or so, but uh, it, it, 
it's not affecting us COVID so so far in the north the same way it is in say Vancouver where you know most of the population uh, of the province happens to be in. Uh, what are you hearing from teachers, your your kind of fellow coworkers on the, in this regard in reaction to the plan and 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 how the government has rolled this out? Well, I have been working. Uh, since the announcement, pretty much, and uh, health and safety is their main concern. So mm-hmm. I receive emails, I get text messages, uh, Facebook messages um, from teachers. So I think their personal health and safety as well as their students and families. And I have to say that we, I really need to commend the community of Fort St. John and area for uh being very vigilant in how careful they have been with mm-hmm. with their own contact with other people, keeping the bubble small, keeping your contacts small. And uh, we can be thankful for that. Um, teachers are worried when students come back. We don't know where they've been. And so how are we going to ensure that kids coming back are not bringing something into the classroom? So we do have procedures in place. We, uh, WorkSafe BC has protocols. The school district needs to follow them. We will be vigilant. The local will be working with the district in making sure all of the health and safety plans are and procedures are um, in place and and utilized and done. That's that's our job. Mm-hmm. Now keep everybody safe. Absolutely. Now, it seems like in response to uh, perhaps some uh, you know, messaging from teachers from the BCTF, uh, the government did decide that they're going to delay the start of the school year, I suppose, as districts choose to September 10th, when originally it was going to start on the 8th, to give teachers a couple days to kind of prepare for this. Um, are teachers happy with that around here? Have you heard? Is, is that a good thing? Did it go far enough, do you think? Oh, that's a really good point. Um, to be honest, to have the two days, to have September 8th and 9th, just to work on safety procedures, protocols, to some in-servicing around that mm-hmm. for teachers and staff, and uh, um, it's unprecedented. It's never happened before. So to have that is is really great. Um, has it gone far enough? You know, that's... For myself, I was thinking maybe a week for sure because mm-hmm. that way, if parents came home it be September 1st and then they would uh, you know, be very cautious for the next two weeks, make sure there are no um, you know, presumptuous uh, cases or you know, if anybody gets sick. Maybe. I just think that we need to be very vigilant in our area. We need to continue and we, we need to be really smart about all of this. So... Well, time will tell if this is, I guess, that's the best way I can answer that. Okay. And I want to go back to how teachers are feeling one more time. And we you've co- touched on this already. Um, have you heard from teachers, uh, you know, in general, given that we've been through kind of a, you know, a, a almost shutdown in the education system where the delivery model changed to being, you know, uh, at home to then a hybrid kind of in June. Have you heard from teachers on what happens if, say, there's a second wave? What happens if we have to go through this again? How will that look? Or are they maybe feeling more confident because they've been through it already? What's the sense you're getting for your colleagues on that? 
So teachers work really hard to, it's in March, it's during spring break when we went fully online, April, May, then they worked really hard to do in school and then remote teaching in June. We have amazing teachers in our district, in the province, who really stepped up and had to learn a lot in a short time. And uh, I believe that there should be more, you know, training Mm -hmm. if there were to, if we were to have another wave of this and everything was shut down again, we would be in a good good situation to go remote again. But um, honestly, I... um, it really took its toll on teachers. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, I'm really grateful that you took the time to talk to us about this today. Uh, It's certainly an interesting time to be in, and I'm uh, hoping everything goes well once the uh, school year uh, rolls out. Uh, Hopefully we'll keep in contact and we'll have you on again to talk about how things are going okay. That'd be great. Even, yeah, before school starts or whatever, that'd be super let you know what's happening absolutely all right michelle thanks for joining us that's michelle weeb the president of the peace river north teachers association we'll be right back to chat with helen knott right after this on moose talk tim horton's bacon breakfast sandwich is now even better crispier naturally hickory smoked bacon fluffy toasty english muffin tastier than ever tim's tastier bacon breakfast sandwich taste the difference today at participating canadian restaurants Hi, I'm Kate with Tenacious Detail. At Tenacious Detail, we're taking the risk of COVID-19 seriously. We are offering free ozone treatments and sanitization wipe-downs upon request to help reduce the risk and protect our customers. We are IDA certified and we are experienced in removing biohazards. Ask us about our Fine Lab ceramic coatings. They create a high-gloss, more durable surface, which also makes washing a breeze. Check us out on Facebook. Tenacious Detail is located at 8225 100th Ave or call 250 Did you know that Petron Communications supplies high-speed, unlimited internet to over half of all energy producers and camps in northeastern BC? It's called our Petronet system. And if you have a camp, plant, or facility that could benefit from better internet, give us a call. We have almost 20 tower sites servicing between Dawson Creek and the Yukon border. Call now to see if we can reach your location. Petron, where communication is their specialty. One thing is for sure, riggers get filthy and Soap City Cleaning is in the business of making filth disappear. We provide industrial rags and wipes to oil field companies in the North Peace region, along with cleaning of coveralls, gloves, and any other oil field attire. Plus, with our pickup and delivery service, we have the most efficient turnaround times for even the busiest rigs. One thing we've never said is, that's too filthy. No job is too big or small at Soap City Cleaning. See for yourself on 95th Ave or online at SoapCityCleaning at gmail.com. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Welcome back to Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. We're now going to chat with Helen Knott, a local author and creator of the Because You Can Single Parents Writer Prize. Started small and has ballooned quite a bit. And I I thought it was a great thing to uh, talk about uh, the prize itself and also kind of the story of the prize coming about. Helen, thank you so much for coming back to talk to us on Moose Talks. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, So why don't you start by telling us a bit about the prize for people who don't know. What is it? What are you offering as a prize for people who submit their work to you? Yeah, so it started out with like 
$150 prize, just a small prize, and then some mentoring for writers, um, for single parent writers. And it just kind of snowballed. Like we had people anonymously, local people, but then also across Canada, donate to the prize. And it grew, I believe it's at $2,125, but there's two <laughs> prizes at that amount. Wow. And then we have two smaller awards at $300 each. So the cash value is like close to 5000 And we've also had um, some writers donate some of their time as well. So, for example, Alicia Elliott, who wrote A Mind Spread Out on the Ground, uh, which is a nationally best-selling book, said that she would help with uh, editing for somebody who was working on a larger manuscript. Uh, that's wonderful. And uh, can you give us a, an idea of the timeline of this? Because I sort of caught it happening on Twitter uh, while it was happening, I saw you posted about this prize. Then, like, the next day, you're like, okay, it's going to be more money. And then the next day, it was more. You kept kind of re-uploading the image with X's through what the previous amount was with the new amount. It, it sort of happened really fast, didn't it? It did. I think overnight, within 24 hours, it grew into, like, $1,500. Wow. Um, and then somebody wanted to match it or to split it into two prizes. And then both prizes started growing, and when they hit $2,000 each, that's when we created the, I say we, but it's like just me, <laughs> created the smaller award of $300 each, and then started adding back onto the original prize. So it happened really fast. I think we hit those numbers within the matter of like four or five days. We had writers um, like Cherie Demoline and Daryl McLeod, uh, contribute to that but also people who came from single parent homes who said you know my mom was a writer or she would have really benefited from something like this and I want to be able to give back to help a single parent um, who has those those creative dreams and that was uh, as I understand it sort of the onus for why you wanted to start this because you are a single parent you wrote your book in my own moccasins while raising your uh, child uh, as a single parent uh, this was sort of your way of pr perhaps providing an opportunity that you didn't have in the same way, right? Why don't you tell us a bit about that story? Yeah, so I can remember when I applied for the BAMP Writers. Uh, it was an emerging writers program. It was a residence program, and I lied because it said that you needed uh, a laptop with all of these system requirements and I didn't even have a laptop. So I applied, I got in and then I was like, okay, I need a laptop. I don't have the ability right now to get that. And there were a few people who pitched in to buy me that laptop. And that's how I started writing my book. And I always promised myself once I get, you know, down the road and once I have my first book published that I would give back. And so this was um, that little spark of, of giving something back and it grew grew beyond my imagination so i'm really excited okay uh, we've talked about the cash prize a lot uh but i want to focus on the mentorship for a moment here uh, why don't you tell us i mean everyone kind of knows what mentorship is but for us non-writers what does that look like someone wins this prize they win sort of some mentorship from you as i understand it w what does that look like what does that entail exactly for someone who's trying to improve their writing and maybe uh, get published 
Uh, it would look like me reading over pieces. Um, if they already have a manuscript, if they don't have a manuscript, then uh, talking about structure and how they can get to that point, but then also giving tips just in regards to publishing and building a name and what does that look like because that whole process can be pretty mystifying and I've had some pretty amazing people kind of step in and informally mentor me as well so taking those pieces and what I've learned from them and being able to to give back in this sense so that's what it'll look like okay and uh i also wanted to ask you this i mean you also mentioned this already you've always wanted to give back was this sort of how you envisioned always being able to do it or you just sort of thought "Ah, i want to give back i don't know how that's going to look yet and then this sort of idea of maybe offering a bit of cash and some mentorship came later i think i knew i knew i always wanted to do something with Initially, it was just like a laptop mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's what I was given. And then I was like, okay, this is how I'll do it. And then it just kind of grew in that way and added in the mentorship piece. Um, but also looking for people, or I have been prior to this, to mentorship in general, mm-hmm. not just within writing. Um, and because I'm 32 now, I'm kind of taking on this like anti role. I find where I'm like, okay, you know, how I relate to people is changing a little bit. And how do I also lift other people up or provide that little bit of of mentorship um, or guidance? Or what does that look like? Even just giving some time and some good words to people. Uh, Do you know how many submissions you have so far, if any? I mean, the deadline, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but it's coming up in a bit here. do you have lots of people submitting work because of the way that uh, the money grew, but also the the kind of word of mouth, the sharing on social media of this prize grew as well? I still have like under 100 submissions, mm-hmm. um, but they started trickling in really fast because CBC also did a story. And after that, I got submissions from across Canada. Wow. And I think... The deadline, well, I know the deadline is on the 22nd at midnight. So I know as a writer myself, usually within those last three or four days, you get a a rush of submissions. So we'll see what happens over the the course of this next week. Yeah, I think you said on the website uh, to sort of protect yourself. You're like, I don't know how many submissions there will be. So I'm aiming to uh, name the prize winners on this day. However, (laughs) if it's it's way more than that, I'll give myself some extra time. Yeah, because I'm the I'm the sole reader right now. I did have another writer volunteer as a reader if I need her. So yes, um, hopefully by the end of the month. It was like a week later, uh, but maybe the beginning of September for sure. All right, someone listening or watching right now, tell us uh, we're a single parent. We want to write something, or maybe we have something written already that's appropriate. What do we need to do? What's sort of the uh, the the ins and outs of this this prize? What do we have to do to get submitted for it? So, if you go to just it, it's a website called www.reclaimthewarrior.com. Um, it outlines the submission there, but I'm not looking for anything specific in terms of genre. Like, it's open to fiction or nonfiction or fantasy or poetry. Like, we've received picture books as well. Wow. Um, and every in between. So it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody's story. Okay. Um, 
are looking at creative nonfiction. So I wanted to open it up because a lot of times with literary submissions, there's a lot of rules and even in terms of formatting. So there's not really anything in regards to formatting because that can be a little bit daunting for people. So it's just open under 2000 words, um, whatever you want to submit, you can submit and it'll be accepted. Uh, I just think this is wonderful, Helen. So I'm uh, hoping and uh, while it will be a lot of work for you, I'm sure you're going to get way more than 100 submissions uh, once this uh, comes up uh, on the uh, August 22nd. So again, reclaimthewarrior.ca gives you instructions of how to submit there. Helen, I really appreciate you taking some time uh, to do this and uh, uh, we'll have you back to talk about who won and why you chose them and, and that sort of thing after it's all said and done, okay? Awesome. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Helen Knopf, the author and creator of the Because You Can Single Parents Writer Prize. We'll be right back to wrap things up right here on Moose Talks after this. Support your favorite local shops and restaurants with the Moose Market at moosefm.ca and get it delivered right to your door. Your vehicle went through a lot this summer. Treat your vehicle to a detailing package. Get $100 off your next service at Tenacious Detail for only $50. Shop local without leaving your own couch with the Moose Market at moosefm.ca. The City of Fort St. John and Napid Industries would like to advise the public that 100th Street will be closed at 96th Avenue until October 1st. Detour routes are in place. Please follow posted signage and the direction of traffic control personnel at all times when you're in the area. 100th Street will be closed between 95th Avenue and 97th Avenue until October 1st. All businesses will remain open and accessible at all times. The City of Fort St. John and Napid Industries thank you for your patience while we continue to improve our city. If you're looking for hassle-free internet services, call the Peace Region Internet Society today. With coverage throughout most of the Peace, PRIS can get you connected quickly without the hassle of contracts or bundles. Visit PRIS.ca or call 1-800-768-3311 for more information. Think you deserve a free sub from Quiznos? Then download the Quiznos Toasty Points app. Scan the barcode on the receipt and get a free small sub with any purchase. The Quiznos Toasty Points app. Download it today. It doesn't get better tasting than Quiznos. Beside Walmart. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Our thanks to, uh, oh, I'm reading the wrong sheet here. Our thanks to our guests, Michelle Weeb and Helen Knott, for joining us today on the show. You can, of course, keep up to date on all your local back-to-school news and local news in general over at energeticcity.ca. And again, if you want to find out more information or perhaps submit some work to Ellen for the Because You Can Single Parents Writer's Prize, reclaimthewarrior.ca is the website for that. Well, that does it for another episode of Moose Talks. Our thanks to Adam Rayburn, the studio producer. I'm Dub Craig. See you next Friday. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. Energetic country. Thinking about you lately, reminiscing, going crazy. Miss the way your kiss would keep me up. 
Hey, wish that you were here tonight drinking vodka soda extra limes and we could just get back to being us cause I just wanna be cool again cool again cool again like we were last summer with you again you again you again to be still in my covers all tangled in each other nights still playing back in my head I just wanna be cool again cool again cool again Think about the days we couldn't live without each other. Where the hell did we go wrong? Hey, how'd we go from that to this? How'd we let a good thing slip? Do we really have to go move? I just wanna be cool again, cool again, cool again. Like we were last summer, want you again, you again, you again. To be still in my covers, all tangled in each other. Four feet, gonna make that dark, dark, dark. 
With a little sunshine and whiskey. Come on, turn this one up. Let's shake these old pine boards and make that dark, dark, dark. Washboard Union, Doc Rock on 100.1 Moose FM. It is 10.33. My name is Ted Sloan. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's going to be a great Friday. We're going to do some fun stuff. We're going to about chat about things. And honestly, I don't know where we're going to go from there, guys. We'll have some fun, though. That 90 show, which is coming up at 1 o'clock. You got uh, the Rip Schuber Nooner as well. And it's Friday, so it's, it's just going to be a good time. Hope your Friday is going well. We'll check up with the weather. And uh, let's see, what are we playing next? In true Ted form. Ah, we're going to play Kane Brown. There we go. I was going to say, I don't know. But it is. It's Kane Brown. At Panago, we know summer was made for picnics. But sometimes things can get carried away. Honey, could you pass the free-range plum salad? Oh, and the heirloom lavender skewers. Ooh, no, with the gold dip. Thanks. How's yours tasting? Keep summer simple with the Lawn Picnic Combo. Any large recipe pizza, a side of cheesy bread, and two liters of pop for only $25. <gasps> I forgot my selfie stick. Order yours at panago.com. It's down every back road. It's there when you go camping at the Baseball Diamond or when you're out for a Sunday cruise. Dirt. There's no avoiding it, but you can get rid of it with Mix Suds. Head to Mix Suds Truck and Car Wash and say goodbye to all that dirt. With their indoor wash bays, vacuums, waxes, and fully stocked detailing supplies, along with fresheners and so much more. Keep your vehicle nice and clean all year long. Mix Suds Truck and Car Wash on Alaska Road next to McDonald's. Make Suds make sense with Mix Suds. Summer. It's that season where your furnace gets to take a little break. It's also a great season to have your furnace cleaned and serviced. At Martian Sons, they've been cleaning and repairing furnaces in the Peace River region for over 50 years. As a locally owned family-run business, it's their goal to make sure your family is safe and warm. So this summer, let the Marsh family help your family. Book your furnace cleaning and service before fall hits with Martian Sons. Furnace repairs and more in Fort St. John. See martiansons.ca. This community update is brought to you by the Fort St. John Co-op. You're at home here. Come join Engage Fort North at the Community Forest. You can get some fresh air and a chance to visit with friends with appropriate physical distancing while you take place in the community fitness walks. There's also a chance to win some prizes. It's taking place 5 to 7 p.m. alternating Wednesdays starting June 10th until August 19th. Visit EngageSportNorth.com for more details. Let us know about your event. Email reception at moosefm.ca.
You know us as 100.1 Moose FM. But the lawyers like to call us CKFUFM. Don't worry, it's not as rude as it sounds. In Fort St. John, we're CKFU 100.1 Moose FM. Moose Country Weather. Our Environment Canada is saying that this weekend it's going to be maybe rainy one day and then maybe nice the next day. Getting us there today, a high of 19 degrees, mainly cloudy though. That's not, well, you know, wind some, lose some. Uh, and the wind's dying off later today. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy again. We have a 30% chance of rain tomorrow, so heads up for that. Highs of 18 degrees. Sunday, things clear up. 26 degrees and beautiful uh, and sunny on Sunday. Currently outside the booth, it is mostly cloudy. The wind is 20 kilometers an hour, and we are sitting at 14 degrees downtown Fort St. John. 100.1 yeah, I'm super, super sorry. I said that Kane Brown was coming out of the axe. That was a lie. It's Keith Urban instead. Here's what I believe is his latest. And I smooth God whispered your name on Moose FM. I was so cold and lost and nothing seemed to ring true. I couldn't bear the cross for everything I've been through. I knew I needed a change, but there was no way, no way. Then God whispered your name, and that's when everything changed. Love came out of the rain. I talk about being saved. Saturday, I won't live more than I ever did. I'm never going God whispered your name I can see the sunshine For the first time in a while A girl, it's like I've been baptized By the warmth of your smile mm. We'll call it fate of faith We'll call it crazy Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.